The beasts are here, Connor, <laughs> for the gathering. <laughs> that's a great intro. Yeah, that's... <laughs> the beasts are here, McLeod, for the gathering. <laughs> you can't die, you fool, you're a maximal. No, you can't die, you fool, you're a predacon. <laughs> because, of course, uh, the fucking frog is just gonna, like, be put back together. Too much energy. Beast Wars! Man, these things look like toys. I don't even have a mouth, Megatron! <laughs> I am transformed. Sigmaball! Gary! Maximal! Maximal! Does that mean transform? Crying is better than nothing, much like this podcast. Magmatronians. Welcome to episode 102 of Too Much Energon, the weekly podcast where we talk about Beast Wars shit and talk shit about Beast Wars, coming to you live from a mysterious floating mountain somewhere hidden on planet Energon once again. I am the Siege, one of your hosts. And it's me, Neil Cal. Hello. Hello. Uh, what's going on this week, Cal? Just finished uh, doing some video, some, some streaming for a certain charity over the weekend that was that was fun ah yes i uh i uh, was a spectator for that uh Mm -hmm. marred by uh by power failure troubles and uh but you did you did do a a donation to the children's miracle network and the bc children's foundation and uh i think i was the only one that that got the reference which is how i immediately knew it was you yeah because i I were under someone else's login uh, I, I did it anonymously, um, but I, I donated 37 US dollars and I put the name as in a row, question mark. Yeah, it was like, th- oh, somebody just blah, 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 $37. And their comment was in a row. And by the time <laughs> someone else mentioned that, because they, they're monitoring. And I was like, oh, okay, that, that's only one one person I could possibly know. Yeah. <laughs> and I also got like, I was like, my goal was three, three fifty. And I think I got to like 500. Yeah, yeah, it was like because I was uh, at like 380 when you donated. Yeah, it was like I think you were at like 515 or something like that is what I saw. And 515, and then a friend. Yeah, because a friend uh, that I role play with um, just dropped like 100. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, during um, the a, a Corvid affair during the. The one where uh, the Guy Ritchie film, where we're all like UK, like, like thugs, like planning a heist, but we're crows trying to steal the royal jewels (laughs) from the Tower of London. (laughs) Yeah, I uh, when I I, that that stream, I didn't end up watching. Um, um, (laughs) uh, But uh, I, I I said to Cal when I saw that it was a a crow themed role-playing game i said are we talking the birds or should i start listening to the cure and i was like yes (laughs) (laughs) 
um, but yeah, yeah, no, uh, even the, uh, the, the host of the stream, uh, friend of the show, Kelly, he's, uh, he's been on a couple episodes of too much energy on in the past. Uh, he, he had actually like messaged me and asked me like what it meant. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> like while we were, we were or, uh, not actually like message me like directly, but in the, the chat, he was like at my username and he's like, what is, what does in a row mean? <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> and I was like, it's a clerk's joke, which it kind of surprised me that he didn't get it. It, yeah, but I guess that goes with, um, the amount and maybe it pops up even though it's in USD, maybe it like popped up in Canadian. So maybe it looked like $44 or something like that. 52 actually <laughs> is what I was charged. Holy shit, man. Is our dollar that? That shit. Yeah. Kind of is. What the heck? Uh, USD. Oh. oh. Holy What's... 50 bucks, little man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was 52 and change was what my uh, $37 donation cost me. That's, well, and that's probably why they were like, oh, somebody just did like 50 bucks. Because I think it was being tracked in, was it being tracked in you? I can't it, remember. But... It, it, on The on-screen graphic showed 37 US dollars. Oh, uh, Okay. So it said $37 and it was like donated by in quotes in a row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As soon as someone else read the, that out to me, I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That's my, um, that's my laser. That's the laser comb, uh, <laughs> producer and, uh, my, uh, podcast co-host. <laughs> yeah. I, I specific... and people were like in a row and I was like, it's 37 in a row. And then Kelly was like, Oh, uh, and I couldn't tell if he was just like starting to piece together and didn't really know, <laughs> but he, uh, he, he was like, Oh, okay. And, but no, I weird. It, it just goes to show listeners that, um, <laughs> the things that we view as a uh, very common, like pop culture, like knowledge, um, it is not turns out not everybody uh knows all of our uh <laughs> knows all of our metal gear and um <laughs> fucking highlander <laughs> references uh yeah yeah but it, I, uh, shocking i <laughs> i know yeah i i specifically like um <clears throat> i specifically donated that amount to make you chuck and like I, I did that because I wanted to donate anonymously, but I wanted like you to get it and I immediately and got it, it and find it funny. <laughs> oh yeah, that was, and that was for um, right? That was for the Dungeon World, <laughs> right, one, right? I think yeah. Which power outages? We might do like makeup sessions of some mm -hmm. of the games that were canceled. So. Well, we shall see. We shall see. But uh, yeah, I think uh, who we're talking about is Kelly Clark. Um, and uh, he runs like, oh man, I think that guy is a time turner. I say this all the time, but he, he runs um, 
produces, edits, stars in, organizes, etc. cetera, uh, Dork Tales. Friend yeah. of the show, Kelly Clark, and all the Dork Tales uh, gang. And he's been on the show, and we've been on, we've helped them run things. Um, two uh, extra lives ago, you and I did. I, I, yeah, I was on one thing, yeah. Yeah, we uh, we jumped in into an extra life game, and uh, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I wonder what he'd think of the madness that is Magmatron. <laughs> uh, funny, funny that you uh, you bring that one uh, Dork Tales session that I was involved in up because it was actually that that because um, I was having a lot of uh, video troubles like a lot right. of input lag, like low res images. It was actually that that prompted me to buy the webcam that I use now. Uh, same. Like I was like, oh man, it looks like I'm like, and upgrade my PC. Yeah. Um, one thing that bugged me during like the Dork Tales uh, stuff was right here on Zoom. Um, Zoom's, Zoom decides what resolution to save some of the <laughs> the videos. And it seems to be at random. It, it's either 720p or 4K. Nothing in between. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and um, I don't know why. Our PCs and bandwidth like permitting or whatever. But if how we're viewing each other right now, I'm in like do, 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 do. it's like bouncing between like 60 and 70 frames for me. Um, Siege is coming in at least like 60 ish, like maybe 30. Below I, I, I actually have my frame. Rate yeah. On my as soon as you started doing 30. that, you, you capped it. And that's probably for the best. I should probably do the same too, but no matter how I changed it, the I'd look great on zoom. Right. And yeah. then I turned over and looked at the stream and I was in like 180p. <laughs> I, I looked like mud. And I, I think what's going on there is we're in the zoom meeting. And then he's capturing it with, uh, he's capturing it with, um, what was that thing that we tried, but it was kind of expensive, uh, but it was, it looked great. I think I had showed it to you. Um, you had talked about it before. Uh, what was it? Uh, shoot. Can't remember. A friend is actually one of the, the devs for that, uh, Bryn. Um, damn it. Why can't I remember what it is? But I've tried that other one they, they talk about often, um, and I think he runs it through and then OBS and then OBS captures that. So it's kind of like he's moving windows around and like putting it. And I'm like, man, why do I? And I look and like Kelly looks the same and everyone else looks like derezzed. But mine specifically was looked like I was filming it on it like a Nokia in like McDonald's Wi-Fi <laughs> across the seat from Snittler in like 2005. <laughs> And I was like, fuck, that's bad. But in the very least, I know that because these aren't live, uh, the video quality of these is going to be a little little better. Yeah, and it, it ends up being the, the same as uh, uh, how we view each other during the call. Yeah. Yeah, I always forget. I, I should just for ease of... Uh, just for the ease of data, switch mine over to... 30 frames per second uh maybe stay 1080 1080 but 30 but not now not in the middle of a call no <laughs> um i i don't like very it. interesting <laughs> i don't like i don't like uh video that's uh above 30 frames per second um it's got that like move 
movement that's almost distracting. It's got that soap opera look to it. Yeah, I, I get or, that. Or like uh like news footage, like that kind of like yeah. very <laughs> yeah. smooth motion. Or when you turn on smoothing on uh certain TVs, motion smoothing. I, I know exactly what you mean. It's like a little moves a little bit uncanny. Yeah. Yeah. Um I get that feeling with uh fuck, what was it? Uh when movies started to be in uh, higher frame rates when the they Hobbit started did, did this um hobbit did 48 frames um ang lee there was, was it a, only 48 it felt like it was 100 it was 48 <laughs> but that's um, it <laughs> um what is it uh i think it was an ang lee film but there was this a movie starring will smith that came out a few years ago where he like fought like a younger clone of himself and that, gemini man and and that was done in uh 120 frames really yeah never watched it neither did i no i i never watched it either i just remember apparently uh, it was mad (laughs) i remember people uh reading people complaining about it being like oh it looks so weird it seemed like kind of a copy of that tom um uh what was that cruise like sci-fi where there were like he was fighting like clones of himself or i can't remember uh sci-fi not edge of tomorrow that's a time loop movie uh which actually like it's quite good it went under the radar for me so i watched it a couple years late what the fuck it was really good there's a sequel to that in the works oh really yeah also it's so easy to do time like it's groundhog day but fighting aliens anybody interested (laughs) they should call it uh uh edge of tomorrow with the number two <laughs> they never they never do shit like that but i love i love it's always b movies that do too or, fast or, too furious <laughs> except that too like fast and furious franchise fuck what a weird phenomenon fast and the furious franchise can get away with like being cheesy b movie dialogue cheesy b movie plot right it's it's buddy like action film family family (laughs) um found family kind of like bullshit like oh remember this character they were dead well actually they're alive but they've been brainwashed so that they're the enemy but don't worry in the next movie they're gonna be our ally like that's pretty much all the fast and the furious that's comic book shit right there they well they fight they're racing in one of the movies they're racing in the arctic and they're fighting and and tracking a nuclear sub that's surfacing from the ice and they're like they jump i think it's two towers in like dubai they jump like a sports car from one tower out and land in like the other as part of like a heist like it's it's bananas i'm pretty sure they're going to space in one of them and if they they're they're not escalating it properly if they don't uh oblivion (laughs) there it is anyways but that's a b movie franchise that makes like triple a fucking like money in the box office it's s tier if you're a fan of capcom (laughs) or if you're a fan of um japanese (laughs) rating games what was it it was a devil may cry that has like s s s tier Uh, yeah yeah a few things (laughs) do yeah everybody knows in japan it's f d 
C-B-A, sometimes a double A or A plus, then S, then SS, then triple S. Yeah. Right, it's only the A plus that's randomly thrown in there. Can you imagine if their education system was like that? Oh, you, you got, son, you got an A. But you didn't get an S rank. Your sister got triple S. Guess that she got 150% and you got a mere 96%. <laughs> no dinner for you yeah that's another thing too like when they're when it's like counting like your combo meter or whatever and it's like going by percentages you can exceed a hundred percent that's a very reason. common that is such a japanese game thing yeah <laughs> no 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 100 percent is actually like the d ranking yeah only losers <laughs> get under a hundred percent and so it's like well that's not how percentages work then yeah. what are you doing it's the same thing with arbitrary like numbers like you play a devil may cry game and your base damage for your weapons is in like the double digits and you reach like level three and you're dealing like triple quadruple like digits and it's like combo eleven thousand nine hundred and sixty two and it's like this is in final fantasy where you've reached like level like 93 and you're dealing like a hundred and like sixteen thousand <laughs> damage like per hit like stop like shave zeros off at some point. Yeah, Squall just like runs up and like with his gun blade and is just like repeatedly slashing. It's doing nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine damage with each hit. <laughs> it's just capping out the the damage marker with each. If you played far enough, far enough where your your damage caps out at the end, you've played. You're playing too too long. You could have, but it's people don't want to give up the legacy right like it's people like oh like i they're living in it and they want to experience all it has and they've already beaten ruby weapon like 99 times and uh what's the card game nine thousand nine hundred and nine over nine thousand times and um in in final fantasy 8 they've beaten all the npcs with that stupid card game that i say it was stupid but i actually like it a triple triad i think it's called yeah yeah um and I'm not one to talk because we're like reviewing a 2006. <laughs> that uh, music. Wall and the villain was uh, Sorceress Idea. Yeah, and the main character was Squall. Yep. And uh, Squall, Gunblade. Right, right, right. I barely remember. Uh, Zach, uh, Cypher was one of the, was another one of the villains. He was like a rival at the, um, uh, Balam Garden. It? Oh, right, right, right. Uh, folks, uh, Final Fantasy VIII just may be my favorite Final Fantasy game. Oh! And one, and one that I actually go back to. I think I last played through it, uh, only a few years ago. I wonder if they'd revisit that. Because uh, I don't know if you've played it or any of the listeners have, but the um, the remake, oh, I, it is. Oh, the, every the, people the are either seven. It it one. It's completely different, but like in really good ways. It's hype. Fuck it's. I love like, that Final Fantasy Seven. Right, remake. I forgot that you've played. Yeah, because I had a I had a PS4 Pro at the time, it, and it was for I had got the PS4 Pro for Spider Man, and then. 
a year later, Death Stranding came out. And then, like, six months later, uh, the Final Fantasy VII Right, VII man, that was out. a lineup. That was a good time to... And I played the, uh, the 2018 uh, God of War game in in there as well. Yeah, you just lined up all the exclusives just, like, perfectly. All the, like, really good ones. Yeah, yeah. I was actually... I, I found out recently that uh, God of War Ragnarok is on PS4 as well. And it runs just fine. Um, so I'm actually... I think the second one? Yeah, considering, considering, considering. Maybe, uh, maybe getting another PS4 and then mm. I can have access to PT. You've again. owned so many PS4s. It just, I don't get it, man. <laughs> You've had like five PS4s. I'm like that. Yeah. And yet uh, I had my launch Xbox, my launch Xbox one. I had, then I, oh, got really? an X, then I had an Xbox one S. And then I upgraded when it came out, I upgraded to the Xbox One X and then I got an Xbox Series S. So with Xbox, I've actually like kept my systems upgrading to the uh, just upgrading to like the next best thing when something new comes out. Yeah, it was Oblivion, by the way, that Tom Cruise uh, uh, movie I was trying to remember. So what you're telling um, me is Tom Cruise is going to run up to you and be like, it's all over, lawbreaker. <laughs> Stop right there, criminal scum. You have violated the law. I don't even remember what Oblivion was, but I'm sure I watched it. But I've been told Gemini Man is like shitty Oblivion, which isn't good because I'm like, what's Oblivion? <laughs> isn't Oblivion he like uh the earth like people have left earth because of a plague or something yes. and then he comes back like his job is like an astronaut to like come back and see if like the earth is habitable again yes and it has something to do with his clone no yes i do i need to anyways i really like the style of it that white kind like everything's kind of like white and dirty like very nasa-ish like kind of uh it's like a shitty Apple store. Gritty. <laughs> <laughs> That's an aesthetic. Shitty, shitty Apple store. Um, like a gritty, like, how do I, like, uh, kind of, not quite, but almost like, uh, you know how everything was futuristic, but like analog dirty in Blade Runner 2049? Yeah. I like that feel where there's like tech but like everything's dirty and like barely working and unclean and uh, chunky and built to last rather than like built for efficiency mm. right i don't know how to describe it other than like analog retro futurism <laughs> what started that no i i i don't know analog retro futurism or did i just make this up oh no it's called retro futurism oh yeah yeah uh yeah i know that's the aesthetic that fallout goes for i think fallout is exceptional and for, even if you don't like all the games i think it captures that phenomenally well yeah it's like going back to like what what people it, in the 1950s how they depicted future tech yes where it's like in the year 2000 every household will have at least one flying car and it shows kind of like 
like a woman with short, like curled hair, right? In like a like like a long dress, wearing the short heel, and her husband wearing the sweater vest, like smoking a pipe. Yeah. But then they have like, like they a have like a car ro- sitting in the in their driveway. <laughs> And like a robot uh, servant that looks like something out of Doctor Who, or or um um uh, what Lost in Space? Oh yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> what are they called? Protectrons or whatever in in Fallout? Yeah, like just chunky, chunky, like very old school looking like robots, but they have like a robot butler. Never again will you have to keep up with the Joneses. <laughs> For the mere payment plan of nineteen ninety nine per month, you can have a robot butler. <laughs> and people in the fifties are like, "Wow, nineteen ninety nine per month? The inflation that this inflation's getting out of control." Out of control? I why? <laughs> I've paid off my car for less than that. <laughs> now, now listen here. Gosh darn it! How how's a man supposed to? Uh, supposed to support his family and pay his mortgage of $120 per month when he's only making $200 per month. It's preposterous, I say. Preposterous. Someone should do something. Someone should do something. I don't know who, but someone. Uh, it's speaking of doing something. This is uh, episode 102 of Too Much Energon. And this week we are talking about... Uh, well, we're going into comics land. We are talking about Beast Wars, The Gathering, issue number one of four, which was originally released on February 15th of 2006. I remember buying this comic right when it first came out. It That's was right. It was released to uh, uh, commemorate the um, 10th anniversary at the time of Beast right. Wars. And the comic is written by uh, Simon Furman, who actually wrote the series finale of the Beast Wars cartoon. Mm. So we have him to blame. <laughs> uh, well, uh, by the sounds of it, uh, Cal is probably not as high on this comic as I am. But, I'm a mystery. But we'll... Uh, We'll get into it. Uh, so the issue opens up with uh, a, a new big baddie, a guy named Magmatron. He's uh, he's, he's given he's us gi- the rundown. The he's given us a summary. <laughs> yeah, he's giving us a monologue of like, because someone asks him like, "Hey, why are we? Why did you choose here? To like, where, where, where did we go back in time?" And he's like, "To where it all started." What, right when the uh, the that fateful day when the Maximals and Predacons crash landed and the Maximal Commander, our man Gary, decided to hit the eject button on all of the stasis pods and launch them into orbit. And the now this is our chance. Because <laughs> now this is our chance for victory. And I so right away on screen, he's like a big, like strong, tough guy. And he's made out of the Loch Ness monster, <laughs> Megatron, and Pterosaur. Yeah, he is a uh, uh, he is a uh, uh, combiner. Um, and the face and everything. I wish he was more original. He looks like shit, man. I he looks like a mess. Yeah, the the toy is not great looking um either. like it, it's cool like i like the build i like the that the beak comes down and the claws like close 
like a rib cage and the claws on the top are there. And I like the idea of a head there. Right. And like, but like, why not not make him pterosaur and Megatron? Why not make him like new creatures? I mean, I understand that these are, some of these are are Japanese uh, beast wars where like gloves were off when it came to like those, they, they did like whatever. Um, but yeah, these are all, uh, based on characters from the Japanese beast wars cartoon. This guy's a fucking mess. Uh, and he talks like I pictured his voice being like, except that we of course have no intention whatsoever of engaging the renegade. Um, like a, like a more try hardy, like Megatron. And yeah, a, a little more, uh, cool, a little less, um, uh, a little less uh, Shakespearean Megatron. But more verbose. He uses big words for the sake of using big words. I'll point them out as we as we go. And I... So like, we what got... Was it? Yeah. Oh, anyways, and Razor Beast's here. We got a bunch of fucking Predacons and Razor Beast. <laughs> yeah, so Razor Beast is here. Uh, in the background is uh, Armordillo, uh, Iguanus, uh, Spitor. Spitor! Um, Transkito <laughs> and Man Terror. Now, Man I rec- Terror. <laughs> I, I recognize. I recognized uh, almost all of these characters because I had toys of uh, all of them except Magmatron, Spitor, and Transkito. But all the other ones I had toys of when I was a kid. So I'm like, oh hey, it's Armadillo. Hey, it's Iguanus. Hey, it's Razor Beast. Hey, it's Man Terror. Which one's Man Terror? Is it the, the Manta? One. Yeah, yeah, it's the Manta Ray. Manta, ma- Mantis, or, or not, not Manta Ray. Uh, the, the Manta Ray. No, the praying he mantis. shows up later. He does show up. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, everyone's favorite, favorite Maximal. Well, he's charge. not. A, he's not ours, but he is actually a pretty fan favorite character. Right, you've said that before, and I, it just goes in one ear and explodes out the other. I'm like, no, not possible. <laughs> but people do like badass renegades. They do. And the 90s was the the era of the, the gruff, like, tough guy. Punisher made a comeback. Um, fucking, yeah, gruff, tough, tough guys were everywhere. Yeah. Remember that show with Arnold Schwarzenegger where, like, he was a comic or in, like, a movie and there was, like, a magic ticket? The last action hero. Yeah, I love that movie that. when I was a kid. That was 1993. Yeah, that was uh, definitely a movie of its time. I, I own that movie on Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, of course you do. I haven't seen it since I was like 10. <laughs> like, I, it's just hanging in there. It, it's, but I remember that whole like, oh, like reality doesn't work like it does in like movies. and And that whole kind of like that play on the villain being happy, happier in the real world and like Arnie. <laughs> right, right. Not being happy in the in the real world. And yeah, because like in the, in real, the real world, world, like the good guy doesn't always win. And right. Yes, Jack. See here in the real world, bad guys can win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he played the, the villain. Uh, uh, he He's someone. He's someone noteworthy. He's, I can picture him in my head, like the the actor and the different movies he was in. The last action hero. Was he in? 
Dreamcatcher too? Uh, no, no, he wasn't. I'm thinking of someone else. Uh, Charles Dance. Dance. Is he Tywin Lannister? He is. <laughs> oh, hey, cool. I, I yeah. knew I'd seen him in other things. Because I was like, wait, am I mixing up two people? And I'm like, did it is that Tywin? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking great actor. Oh, yeah. I Google his name and it shows him like in the ocean. Fuck, fucking paparazzi, man. Right. And he's like coming out and I'm like, holy fuck. That guy looks badass. Even with the dad bod, even with like balding and everything. It's like you don't want to get in a fight, <laughs> fucking fight with this guy. And then it shows like presumably like his wife. And it's like, not bad, not bad. <laughs> uh, so. We got Magmatron and the uh, the the played by, played by Tywin Lannister. You know what? In my head, he's <laughs> yeah. There we go. I, there we I was, go. I was struggling to find a character voice in the, my head. For, there we uh, go for Magmatron. Once so the activation signal is broadcast, I want in situ real time reports. <laughs> Vector coordinates will be streamed direct to your network proto servers. Yeah, there's take quite a compass a... point each. This, there, there's quite a bit of techno babble in this issue. Blah, 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 once and for all. <laughs> Transmitter array. I like uh, uh, Razor Beast is like, yeah, gotcha. Cool. On it. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just minimal effort. And I'm like, feel you, Razor Beast. So we got, uh, we're, what's explained to us is that um, uh, there, this band of uh, Predacons is in chronal uh what is it chronal phase so they're slightly right. so they're slightly out of phase with uh the uh by a couple of nano clicks they said they're slightly out of phase with the the rest of the um uh, uh maximals and predacons on planet energon that we know and love uh so they can't see them because they're just like slight in a slightly different like phase i don't know it's... they're a couple of nano clicks phased off so, so they're cr chronically displaced which means that they don't so they can so... affect them but the time it's they, bullshit it's but they borg they're invisible to the borg i <laughs> but they yeah but they um they uh rest of the maximals and predacons can't see them but for some reason because they're out of phase but for some reason they can see them like it's, Magmatron. it's borg bullshit <laughs> bullshit right borg shit right uh anyone listening that's not zero of you i guess like at this point why are you listening to us if you're not a trekkie but <laughs> like we've reviewed star trek in our other podcast uh late the laser comb podcast yes. um but yeah it's there's very often like a hey we're going to hide our like bio signature with blah 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 and it, that way the borg can't see us and that's what's going going down uh here i guess because depth charge just happens to come out of the o ocean right next to a uh, magmatron and drill bit and uh... uses the term in situ in situ um which is an archaeology term did you catch that yeah, I, I had no I, I had no idea what that meant. Oh, uh it means I haven't heard this since college. 
back when I had dropped out of taking archaeology or <laughs> taking um, anthropology uh, in situ or in situ. I've heard people say in situ. I don't think it's pronounced like that. But anyways, it kind of means as is uh, to leave things in the place of which you found them. And with ah. archaeology, the best thing for you to often do is to leave things as they are so that they can be studied better and um like archived properly and pictures taken before you move things and go down in a deeper and when somebody moves an artifact from something and then it's dug up and then it's moved around and it's like stolen and then it's in a british museum and the original site is lost and all of that stuff the site is important to the discovery of something mm. so when he's using an archaeology term here i'm like Okay, so he doesn't want to disrupt the timeline. He's like an archaeologist, like in situ, we're going to leave everything as is and just go out. And then he's like, ha ha, I'm stealing the Maximals. And I'm like, then why were you afraid of, ooh, the butterfly effect, ooh, any plant we crush or any bug we kill could change the, what? So right away, I'm like, you're contradicting your own comic. You're like, oh, geez, oh, don't touch or change anything. And then 10 minutes later, he's like, ha ha, the Beast Wars once and for all. Yeah, pretty much. I, um, I don't even have a problem with that. That's like the least of my problems with Beast Wars. We've done so much <laughs> Beast Wars and Beast Machines that it's just like, yeah, that makes sense. Like th this is logical at this point. We just finished reviewing Kingdom. And this is like a, uh, a two out of 10 in terms of like plot, <laughs> plot hole. <laughs> but anyways, um, it turns out he's doing a little sneaky sneak of his own. He's supposed to come and bash Megatron on the head, bring him back to the Tripredicus tri Council. <laughs> yeah. And um, bada bing, bada boom, the renegade. Hey, that was a renegade and we dealt with them. Maximals, don't worry. Everything's cool because the, as in Beast Wars, the Tripredicus Council wants to bide their time and in a certain number of years or decades or whatever, like strike when it's proper. And Galavar got done fuck all that up. Yeah, and Magmatron right? uh, seems to be like he, he acts like he's on board with this approach from by the Tripredicus Council. Meanwhile, he's secretly it, assembling. But as soon as he leaves the room, he starts like shit talking them about how like they're cowards and we need to act now, not later. So he got them to send him to plant back in time to planet Energon to uh, capture and deal with the, the renegade Megatron once and for all. But he's actually like uh, going there to steal all the stasis pods and use them to create his own private. He doesn't give a shit about the Beast Wars. Yeah. He wants he, to create a private army, go back and fuck the <laughs> the Maximals up in his timeline, right? Yeah, Maybe? yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and okay. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, a Razor Beast, who we know is a Maximal, uh, was uh, uh, put on his team as a spy by my man, Lyle Convoy. <laughs> as soon as I saw him, I'm like, hut, hut. it's our boy, <laughs> it's our man. <laughs> uh, Lyle Convoy, and he's like, hey, Razor Beast. Um, you, it's very spy shit. It's like, oh, yeah, uh, you totally. are not under employment by the Maximals. And should you be discovered, your involvement in blah, blah, blah has nothing to do. You don't exist. This conversation never took place. And he's like, gotcha. 
Now, and it's like now and at this lo- at this location, you will find a dead drop of fake papers <laughs> and a cyanide capsule in case you're captured. <laughs> this message will self-destruct in <laughs> ten seconds. And he looks up at Lyo Convoy. He's like, "But you're giving me the message." Oh, oh shit! Abort. <laughs> Beast uh, but, mode. <laughs> beast mode. <laughs> um, so that gives us some privy. But yeah, Lyle Convoy is like, yeah, a dude like Magmatron doesn't hang up his like plasma rocket launcher and join like a political council because he yeah. like he wants peace. He's he's gathering shit. So you need to infiltrate that. And um <clears throat> and somehow he's trusted with the programming of uh this device what is it a, a long range re like transmitter some kind uh i was gonna say uh tf wiki no not transformers wiki come on i have standards <laughs> <laughs> i'll only go to the tf wiki for for info about transformers shit again yeah, you want like- the real that like that meme with um uh fucking uh what's his name where it's just like no i meant like the real transformers wiki no the real one perfection oh yeah, yeah wiki the, is with, yeah, who's the, that actor uh, uh michael fassbender it's yes. from uh x-men first contact yes first, yes thank you <laughs> x-men x-men no first i meant class. the real wiki perfection <laughs> i should make that mean <laughs> yeah there you go so okay so what was i what was i looking up um Razor Beast. The real uh, enemy sits on the bipartite committee for state affairs, which is that uh, group of dudes hanging out. So we got it's Lyo Convoy's on there. We got Magmatron on there. We got Big Convoy. Where is he? <laughs> um. Oh, you're on the wiki, right? Yeah, we have a character named uh, Bigmus. Big, aka Big Chungus, who turns into uh, he he is a redeco of Transketo. Bigmus, uh, yeah. And f- finally, rounding out this council is Heinrad, which quite literally, and I'm looking at a picture of the toy right now, transforms into a Tanuki with a clock in its chest. Or on its stomach, rather. A Tanuki. Hey, he's I, I, on page. Yeah, he's on page thirteen. Yeah, look up Heinrad. I am. I am not shitting you here. What? This is like ha- this Transformer stu- Heinrad. Yeah, H E I N R A D. This is the stupidest looking toy I've ever seen. He's on page thirteen. Yeah. When um sits on the by. Portrait committee for state affairs. Yeah. What the? F- this looks like a, a a Yu-Gi-Oh like time wizard shit. Oh wow, this thing looks fucking dumb. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're looking at the toy specifically. Yeah, at the toy. <laughs> this is the stupidest looking transformer I've ever seen. And there are some stupid yet, looking transformers out there. Like he's 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 is he a watch or a compass? He, he's a clock. He's a clock. Yeah, he's he's a working clock. People and a compass. Ah, <laughs> because you know you need a 
Can you imagine being a kid and like walking around and like using the compass and checking the time? Uh, oh, can this you, is can you, wild. Can you imagine being a Cybertronian and putting this guy on your uh, your security council? <clears throat> oh, that's you're just asking for trouble. No. Whoa. Hey. Whoa. Hello. Hey. Whoa. Who? Anyway, so uh, Razor Beast um, <laughs> uses this device. He like sets up a. Um, a transmitter to use this device to activate all bring all the stasis pods down and activate them he basically like pulls like what a tarantulas did with inferno but on a mass scale which makes me what which makes me wonder how um like what why plot reasons okay whatever i can move basically past that. Yeah. basically yeah <laughs> i didn't um i didn't whatever. question it too much i'm just like yeah okay you can't it's it's Robots in disguise. You you can't question it. Here we go. I got my new background for the vis for the doesn't quite fit. Whatever. <laughs> I like the pose. He, he's doing the Hulk Hogan pose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um. But but because we now got a glimpse into someone being an undercover agent, uh, we know that maybe maybe he's not reprogramming them all as predacons hmm? but he pre-programmed some of them to not arouse suspicion but the first time one of them comes oh, out did he yeah yeah because uh, a few of them the first few of them came out as predacons um <clears throat> oh oh maybe he huh but then uh as soon as uh, the first one that actually like awakens as a maximal is who is polar claw which is cool he was a neat toy back when I was a kid um immediately Magmatron and his cronies are like traitor and I'm like and Razor Beast is like haha fuck you and runs haha transforms into a um a boar and like kicks Drillbit in the yeah. face like seemingly almost killing him and he's like catch you next time losers and I'm like why why didn't he why wasn't he just like oh shit something must have gone wrong i told that's you that's what i thought yeah but they immediately were like unless magmatron was immediately like that damn fool who aha razor beast get him and i'm like okay yeah i can i guess so yeah so we got um we got a bunch of maximals waking up from all these stasis pods we got uh we got Wolf Fang, we got Cyber Shark, we got Polar Claw. Uh, who else have we got? Skipping oh, ahead. Yeah, who else? Yeah, I was going to ask you. I was like, do you recognize all of them? Because let me tell you. Uh, one of the Predacons that wakes up is Snapper. I recognize that one. Which one is that? He's the uh, the green turtle dude. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see who else we got. So we got, yeah, we got Polar Claw. What? Are, which one of them are are Preds? Uh, all of the ones on page eighteen. Page eighteen. To me. Uh, thirteen. Yeah, so got... Oh, you're right, because it's like nano regeneration complete. Sensors confirm it's a Predacon. And yeah. there's like a, a horned okay, yeah, Predacon, and then like a lizard one wakes up. Predacon, and there's like a yeah. 
Okay, I'm seeing. Right. Okay. Um, really well one. animated, the beast forms of like Razor Beast and all of them. Like they're good at making animals and giving them expressions and stuff. Yeah, so we got Polar Claw, we got Cyber Shark, Optimus Miner. Um, Optimus Miner? Oh, is that the. The one eating the banana. The banana. I was going to ask, I was like. <laughs> primal jr <laughs> yeah he's basically like he's basically lyo jr okay <laughs> um is it longhorn or bighorn big horn yeah uh yeah here's oh the wolfang. the bison right 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 yeah here's wolfang wolfang like we got some, here we go looks like we got some fusors yeah there's definitely fusors there we go i there you go siege <laughs> nice. <laughs> this is my new uh spirit animal. This is my my favorite maximal, the Tanuki Compass Watch. Known named, as known as Heinrad. Heinrad. Because you know, a Japanese <laughs> animal, let's give him a like a German sounding name. Yeah. So uh, uh is a hyena? Is there a hyena there? Uh, see next to um, like Bighorn, or what is that? That looks I, like um, I don't know actually. Don't know. But anyways, on the page that you're like checking out, I really like this. Um, uh, fucking Razor Beast kind of like goes to the edge of a cliff, uh, like Lion King style, and he's like, "Won't last a mega cycle on my lonesome. It's time to to gather the clan." And I fucking actually laughed. Like parts of this actually really redeem it for me. He opens his mouth. By the way, he's like a realistic looking board. It's not like the transmetals where they look like an animal, but clearly a robot. And yeah. the idea of like just a boar opening its mouth and this like fucking Dr. Octopus, like Doc Ock <laughs> thing coming out of its fucking mouth. And he goes, snaroo. And I'm like, well, I guess that's the sound a boar makes. S-N-R-O-O-O. And then it continues on the next page, R O O O W W L L. And so in my head, I'm just picturing him going, Snrewl, Snrewl. And I'm like, I love, um, I love Snrewls in the morning. <laughs> well, apparently the uh, Maximals uh, also love the, the sound of Snrewls. Because the, all across the Be planet, I guess for re plot reasons, all across the planet they go. My people need me, and they they hear this snarl, <laughs> toaster snarl. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, so they they answer the call, and the uh, predacons I guess hear this too, and they're like, they're like, oh shit! It seems like uh, we uh, Razor Beast is like amassing an army of his own. What are we gonna do? And Magmatron splits apart to go to beast mode, and he's like, I say, unleash the beast wars. Yeah, yeah, but with the three different parts. Yeah. Then I guess we have to... And he becomes like three different uh, beasts, which again is just like Pterosaur, Megatron, and then like the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> I, I never really thought of that, but especially looking at this last page now, that is basically what he is. Yeah. It's 
it's time to unleash the Beast Wars once and for all, for Magmatron never goes back on his word. <laughs> yeah, damn fool. <laughs> <laughs> or what was the jo- what was that joke we made you made earlier? Oh, uh, uh, oh, I, I, I can't remember something about uh, it's the time of the gathering, McLeod. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the gathering, McLeod. <laughs> It's time for the gathering once and for all. <laughs> the beasts are gathering, <laughs> McLeod. You fool. <laughs> uh, and so re- rereading through this and talking about it and joking about it with you, it's it's not that bad. Like, I, I actually really, really dig um, the art of the beasts. Uh, yeah, it couldn't so- have been done better, honestly. Like, um, we, we were joking about friend of the show, um, fucking... Uh, uh, uh the colors of this josh uh, burcham but where the I, he was the colorist on this right josh burcham yeah um a friend of the show so he ended up actually doing the full interior art for the 2021 beast wars comic which we will we'll get back to oh we'll get me. back to um which we have different opinions <laughs> of yeah but the coloring on this um the line art of this like funky storyline aside like this is pretty fire man uh, especially on like page eight where like magmatron is like looking down and you see all the parts of him like so much work and care like went into this and it's like this is pinnacle artistry i think so say what you want about for, for me say what you want about um <laughs> like the story or whatever but it's like well what do we do with the beast wars Let's introduce a third faction and just fuck shit up. Just a whole bunch more Maximals and Predacons come out. And it's like, okay, I'm on board. Especially with Razor Beast being a main character. Hell yeah. And he's just this little like pig running away from Magmatron and Magmatron's like, ooh. And I'm like, chase after. (laughs) (laughs) He comes to his knee. Like, yeah. It it shows uh, Lyo Convoy talking to Razor Beast at some point, and he's four times as tall. And uh, indeed, Magmatron is fucking gigantic too. And it's just like this boar, like hoofing it through like the 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 tall grass. And I'm like, you can fucking chase him, dude. It, but it's like he he has a flashback to Lyo Convoy, and it's like, hey man, things go south. Just run, man. Just fucking run. And I, <laughs> and he does. <laughs> but I like, I really like him going out onto the cliff, all noble and mighty, and being like, Snaru. <laughs> <laughs> so I. <laughs> well, so on that note, uh, that's the end of the issue. Uh, and uh, here on Too Much Energon, we rate at this point uh, just about anything on the uh, Too Much Energon scale. Which ranges from not enough energon to a sufficient amount of energon to too much energon. It's basically bad. Okay, good. Uh, Cal, what are you? What are you gonna give? Are you gonna give Beast Wars: The Gathering issue one? I am giving it um, a sufficient amount of Heinrad. <laughs> what, what is the fucking pose? He's. It's kind of like the. He's doing the Hulk Hogan. He's he's kind of doing the. <laughs> the Hulk Hogan there um it's am I being harsh uh it's 
like what more could I ask for? Right? Like, am I just being pessimistic of Beast Wars in general now? Um, like, could I have asked for like anything more? I because they they probably needed to use certain amounts of characters and it's bringing the Japanese uh, cannot canonical Beast Wars characters into like the Western Beast Wars characters. You know what? I'm giving it. It, it, it just hits too much energon. Just enough oh. happens that it's interesting enough and i'm basing it off the media itself too right because we er, not every uh we try to review things in a bubble right and uh i think the art is fucking fire and um i found out this guy (laughs) exists (laughs) and um little tiny like plot holes aside it doesn't waste any time which is the problem i have with a lot of comics I'm like, you only got like fucking 20 pages, my dudes. Please make things happen, right? And things happen. So it, it does. It hits too much energy on. Right. Just a tiny bit. Like I, I got to change back into beast mode in a couple minutes. <laughs> the levels of energy on. Uh, I'm, I think I'm going to, uh, I, I was leaning toward a sufficient amount of energy on, but I think it's going to get a very slight too much energy on from same, me as well. Same? It yeah. just teeters over into my biggest problem with this issue is it's and we talk about things like nothing happening in stories. Um nothing really does happen. Um uh, no, it moves the and it's a lot of there's a lot of like exposition dumps, especially early in the comic. Like and lots I understand and lots. it has to do it has to do that to an extent. But do you feel it was wasted? Like, do you feel like we didn't need that much? It almost feels like we did. I just feel like there was a more elegant way to convey the backstory and convey the plot than just, uh, just telling us just like full on like flashbacks, just full of like an entire page of like text, like giving us exposition and backstory on that note. I, you know what? I would have preferred if it's like, hey, you don't need to tell me why Razor Beast. Here's the thing. I don't think the flashbacks with Razor Beast telling us that he was double crossing them was necessary because it shows that he did that. Yeah. And it could have showed later a conversation with the flash, like st- stretch out the, um, the background. Yeah. Like when Razor Beast is fighting someone in issue two or whatever, um, then let us know that he had joined them because Lyo Convoy had asked him to, right? Like stretch it out, right? Because it's obvious and apparent in his actions that he betrayed Magmatron. But before he does that, the comic tells us that he will. Yeah. And it's, I'm, I'm with you. That's very valid criticism. It doesn't need to do that. Mm-hmm. like let the story happen and whenever it t- you're right it does that twice it takes away the mystery twice yeah or a couple times throughout like the comic it's just like oh man what's gonna happen here fuck you you don't need to know why magmatron's here because we're gonna tell you yeah and we can tell you we can tell you uh eventually and organically like down the road i'm with i'm with you there that thanks for pointing that out it you don't need to t- like wouldn't it have been more interesting if we don't know why the fuck he's here 
Yeah, and especially like um like even if you're like familiar with who Razor Beast is and you're like, hey, he's a maximal. Why why is he why helping is he? Mag yeah. why is he helping Magmatron? And have him actually like maintain the the facade for longer. It would have it... And I understand we we got what, four issues of this? Even yeah. if you didn't maintain the facade longer, the reader knows Razor Beast. Most readers would know Razor Beast is a maximal. And so be like, hmm. And so then when he betrays them and reprograms a bunch as maximals before taking off, you'd be like, aha, <laughs> it was all a ruse. And um, yeah, yeah. And then then we can find out later that he's actually like working for Lyle Convoy. But the and... issue. Yeah, exactly. The issue takes away the aha. Yeah. And kind of just spoon feeds it to you. Oh, don't don't worry. He's still good. It's like I don't need to, to be told that Razor Beast is a maximal. Because you're, yeah. So to just to, that's fair. To that, I think that's very valid. The uh, the the pacing of the issue is clunky. Clunky, yeah. Um, and but I am still on board enough that I'm going to maintain my uh, very slight too much energon rating. Mm -hmm. Slightly, like just enough to juice us up to go kick Megatron's ass. <laughs> and uh on that note that has been episode 102 of too much energon if you want to support the show go to patreon.com slash lasercomb l-a-z-o-r-c-o-m-b at the single five dollar gary tier you get preamble audio you get commentary tracks you get our news show lasercomb tonight and you get to pick a show for us to review a random episode of on our other podcast the lasercomb podcast so patreon.com slash lasercomb to get in on that uh follow me on twitter i'm at lasercombs spelled the same way or you can follow the show uh proper on twitter at too much energon and cal you are at Ooh. i am at oh wow it is snowing outside a lot again yeah <laughs> it was snowing uh here earlier it's november 7th and it is snowing up a, a storm it's november outside. Yeah, it's November. Doesn't happen here. No, not not usually. Doesn't usually snow. I don't think it's it, ever snowed in. No, maybe once over the last twelve years. Yeah, it usually snows uh, around Valentine's Day. Like yeah. I and I actually was like I kept track of it. I started noticing this because I would like every time it'd be it would snow. It would be around like the middle of February, and I'd take a picture of it and post it to Instagram. Yeah, months after like uh christmas and yeah. sometimes i think like one year um it it snowed like right before christmas or on christmas or something like that but last, not november last year it snowed um uh right after christmas because i remember on i think it was the 30th of december i went to see um spider-man uh supida man no way hombre in theaters right. and it was snowing that day when you yeah yeah but yeah um snow aside uh I'm like one of the few people in Victoria that likes snow <laughs> um, in the city where, where I am. Everyone else is like, oh, my God, shut it down. Even my friends are like, oh, how could this happen? I hate it. I feel isolated. And I'm like, sweet, less people on the road. Because I actually know how to, I actually have decent tires and I actually know how to drive in the snow. So keep it coming because less people out there means better for me uh but yeah you can follow me. me 
in the me uh, and the my cold, snow adventures. Sorry, the cold snow, the cold Snowvember ran. I <laughs> I hope so. Hope it just stays stays snow. But yeah, uh, if you want to see my snow adventures and my uh, uh, who's the polar bear, Maximal? Polar claw. If you want to uh, follow Polar Claw's adventures, um, yeah, follow me at NeoCal on Twitter, uh, N-E-O underscore K-A-L. We will be back. Oh, and also, um, if you're listening to this on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating. Uh, I I check that about once every year or so in uh, app, in uh, I to Apple Podcasts. We have some connect. funny reviews. <laughs> there there are yeah. There was someone in the UK who and I tweeted about this, but someone in the UK <laughs> a- actually tweeted. Uh, I'm not familiar with the shows in question, but this podcast is funny. <laughs> Can you even imagine <laughs> somebody somebody like listening to us like from episode one all the way through, and it's like I've never watched these shows. <laughs> It's, like, it's a funny even... review. I, they're probably fibbing, but yeah. If if you if you're the if you're listening to this and you're the mad lad that legitimately doesn't doesn't know what we're talking about, but listening all the way through, um, email us. Tell us like why, because uh, yeah. Send it, send send an email to too much wild. energon at outlook.com. Yeah, that's wild to me. And um, yeah, with that, uh, and yeah. our Tanuki friend. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, please, uh, please leave us a five star rating and uh, write a little blurb on iTunes. Uh, would mean a lot. Um, we'll be back next week with episode one hundred and three of Too Much Energon, where we're going to be talking about Beast Wars: The Gathering, issue two of four. And until then, I've been the Siege, one of your hosts, and I'm NeoCal. And until next week, I say, unleash the Beast Wars. It's time to unleash the Beast. Wars, once and for all. Bye-bye.